What's up, Magic fans? Before we get into our episode, just want to talk to you guys real quick about DraftKings. It is everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for that coveted jacket. And DraftKings, a leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at that $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code TBPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings... And this is the time right now. It's easy to play. That's all you got to do. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. And then just sit back and follow the action. The more rent numbers you see and have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing positions, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. All you got to do is this. Just download the DraftKings app now and use code TBPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at that $1 million top prize. That's code TBPN. And you can get a free shot at that $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now drop the trumpets. Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, brought to you by DraftKings and now part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony, and today is April 1st, April Fool's Day. What's up, Al? What's going on, man? What is up, man? Uh, we're recording this episode right before our tip-off against the Pelicans. Um, obviously, we have a couple games under our belt past the trade deadline. And, man, how weird has it been watching these games without Vucevic, Gordon, and Evan Fournier? Man, it feels really, really weird. Um, as a fan, though, it's been kind of fun. A lot more athleticism on the court. You know, we, we, it's been... It's been weird, though. Like, I, I watched the Vooch uh, debut game with the Bulls, and that was so weird, seeing him wearing a Bulls jersey. Then I finally got to see um, Evan Fournier with the Celtics, and that was really, really weird. AG, I haven't seen him live yet. I haven't, I've seen highlights, but not actually seen him on the court, like on TV, uh, on a live game. But, man, it's, it's getting some used to. It's going to take a little while for us to get used to this new roster and the new players. But overall, man, more athletic, more young, a lot more of things to look forward to watching, you know, how they perform, how these rookies and, and young players are performing. Um, so it's a different way to watch a game, but it's been fun. I feel like throughout this whole injury season that we've had, it's kind of prepared us on like not seeing these players on the floor. Um, I, I share your same sentiment, man, watching Nikola Vucevic wearing the Bulls jersey and all the promo and marketing that the Bulls did for Nikola Vucevic was um, a little, it was overwhelmingly, uh, weird for me. I, I I honestly would have been okay without all of that, but um, man, it's been it has been weird not seeing Nikola Vucevic because he's the one that's literally been playing every single time for us, and he's your your go to bucket on the floor. Um, it's it's been tough for me, man. I'll be honest with you. It's been really really weird. But you know what's been really surprising? The, the most surprising things for me, it's actually the fact that the Magic are scoring about the same they were scoring before the trade. And they're actually being equally as competitive, if not more competitive, than they were being before the trade. That 
has been really, really surprising for me. I expected this team to score like 71 points the first time they played without these guys. And no, they've been actually playing competitively. They actually won the last game against the Clippers. And they've been fun to watch. They actually fight. No matter what the score is, they all come back and, and make it a fun game to watch. Yeah, man, they're not they're not playing slow basketball. They're moving the ball. They're pushing. Um, obviously, we're seeing a lot of good things from from uh, the new additions. That I'm really happy about that. We're going to talk about in a few moments. Um, and, and you really don't have certain players that hold on to the ball that kind of slows our pace down. So uh, we're a young team. We're an athletic team. Where the only way that we can be competitive, whether or not you want the Magic to be competitive right now or not is by running and gunning and uh man it's it's been a little while i'll be honest with you this season's been really tough and uh it's probably the first time since everyone since mark hill went down that i was like man i'm excited to watch this magic game it's been rough yeah it's been rough you're 100 percent right again with the old team again all the injuries that we had but it just got to a point where it's like why are we playing vooch at some point like you know we're not winning with him let's not risk losing him and him get injured um so to actually again change that whole story around now all of a sudden it feels like a new season like things just started again for the magic um so it's it's been fun and let's see hopefully that continues the team remains healthy um that's the most important thing because i do want to see these young guys get some minutes develop um you know seeing mo bamba out there and, and seeing carter um carter jr out there just just fighting for the center position and, and it's different again we're, we're used to seeing Vooch, which we loved what he brought right he was an awesome player for us an all-star but it's different now. These guys can move. These guys can block shots. It's a different game, which, again, like I said earlier, it's been really, really fun to to watch. Yeah, so we, we've had three recent games. 112-105 loss against Portland. 96-93 loss to L.A. We had that really big win, 103-96 win against the L.A. Clippers, where he came back by 16 points. Um, uh, again, it's been fun to watch. At the same time, for, for the tankers out there, you're not so happy we got that win against the Clippers. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'll take that win against the Clippers. You know, they obviously didn't have Paul George, but they had Kawhi Leonard, um, and they were kind of beating us down a little bit, and we were able to kind of pull our way out. Um, we saw a lot of really good things from uh, Wendell Carter Jr., a lot of really good things from our veterans, um, and we're going to talk more about it, but talk about the, 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 the rise of Chuma Okiki. That dude's been man. balling, man. Wow. I, I got to be honest with you. We're, we're both Magic fans. We both love this team. But, man, can you tell me three weeks ago that at the end of March, Chumo Kiki was going to be the player that he's become for this team? Just a month ago, would you have said that you saw this happening? Yeah, yeah. No, no way. No way. But we're, we're going to talk about Okiki in just a few moments. We're going to talk about what we've seen um, from our new additions and, and some introductory press conferences that, that we, we heard some interesting quotations from, from Aaron Gordon. But before we do, we're going to get into just our tank watch. So right now, the Orlando Magic, we hold the 16-31 and 31 record that has us currently fourth worst record in the NBA right behind Minnesota, Houston, and Detroit. So uh, for our tank watchers, you got to make sure that we keep an eye on Minnesota, Houston, and Detroit. So if the lottery were to happen today, um, the Magic would have a 12.5% chance at that number one pick. 
All right. So obviously these teams ahead of us or below us, um, obviously the more games that they win, it betters our chances. And obviously the more games that we win, it hurts our chances. But there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And throughout the, our podcast, we're going to keep you guys updated with with our tank watching. Um, if you haven't already tried it, on the tank, uh, tankathon.com, you're able to do kind of their mock-up of, of the lottery odds. Um, the the goal, the plan is to at least do it once a day to kind of see where you're at. And and I have not had the best of luck with it, I'll be honest with you. I haven't <laughs> liked where we've landed. So I'm going to keep trying on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's crazy just how this year, I kind of like this new style by the NBA. It does make it more interesting. More interesting. It's not like before where you have just that number the worst record kind of have the best odds at, at winning the lottery now it's like hey you're top three you have equal chances you're fourth and you only drop in one and a half percent percentage you know it makes it really interesting um but what's interesting to me is you got cleveland and toronto that seem like they are you know way further behind us but they're really not cleveland's a 17 and 30 right now the fifth worst record toronto surprisingly 18 and 30 Six worst record. So while we got to watch for Minnesota, Houston, and Detroit, keep an eye on those other two teams too because, man, like they're close to us. And the Magic, again, like it or not, it is what it is. They're playing hard. They're playing competitive. But a few, a few more wins, and we could look at ourselves with the seventh or eighth best odds to, to win the lottery, which we don't want that. Yeah, and I saw on social media recently that Adam Silver owes us one for saving the NBA um, yes. inside the Disney bubble. So this is a great way to pay us back. Put us in that top three. That's all I care. Listen, all I ask for is get us in the top three and I'll be a happy man. I got to ask you this. We're talking about tanking and a little bit about the draft, but top three, right? If you end up with a third pick in the draft... Just who are you looking at? I know Kuminga is a name that's come up a lot. Jalen Green, obviously Cade. Would you be okay with any of those three guys if we drafted them? Or do you have like a, a, a one guy that you're like, it's got to be him or this whole trading thing was for nothing? Yeah, man. So I, I've, I've, I've been doing more research on our draft picks, just on, on the lottery picks, just to make sure that I'm prepared for um, what's next. Because obviously it's, it's going to be a big portion of our future, right? And when we take a look at the top three, the top three is kind of at this moment where it stands, uh, the top three is kind of solidified where they're going to get picked is kind of where it could change at any moment. Right. So number one pick right now, everyone is saying is Kate. After that, number two is Mobley. And then number three is going to be um, Josh Green. So you take a look at those three. Jalen Green. Jalen Green, excuse me. So you take a look at those three and you kind of have to decide, you know, what direction that you want to go with. But the Magic are not in a position to where they can just add, you know, best fit. You're, you're in the position where you have to draft best player available. So I had thought about, man, what would the Magic do if, obviously, we if we miss out on the number one pick, Kate is out the door, do we draft a player like Mobley? When you already have Mo Bamba and you have uh, Wesley, um, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., do you add a third center to that mix? And what I've been hearing from from other Magic fans is you draft best player available. And this is a guy that, you know, you've already got a couple years in with, um, uh, with, with the centers that you have. And you really haven't seen a whole lot. Obviously, Wendell Carter, you know, we just got him. But he's kind of in the same boat that, you know, our um, uh, Bamba is in. 
So you go with the definite because Mobley's supposed to be the player that is able to carry a franchise. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what's best for the team at that point. And then you figure out through trading or whatever it may be what to do next. So, I mean, if you ask me, though, yes, he's a great player. But I think the Magic are due for a wing that, again, can just really change us and can, can score and can help us transform this team the way that we're kind of doing it via trade right now. So for me, I'm looking more at a Jalen Green. I'm looking more at Cade. Um, Sucks. I'm not a big fan of Sucks, but even if we go that route, again, another point guard, though, we have way too many point guards that we're developing right now. So I don't know. For me, it's kind of Jalen Green, Cade. Kuminga It's an interesting fit because you put him next to J.I. playing the three, He's a good defender. He's supposed to be able to hit the three. I don't know, man. There's a lot of potential and opportunities that we have coming up here with in the lottery and the draft. So even though we just got through the trade deadline, so much more to look forward to over the next two to three months um, as we get ready here for the draft. Um, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I, obviously, if if we kind of get – because the way I see it is Kamingo will probably fall into that fifth pick, and if if the Magic fall into the fifth, then, then again, you just, you're going to have to select best player available. My fear with a player like Kaminga is you have, you know, Chumo Kiki, you have Jonathan Isaac that, you know, may not be back next season early on, but we're expecting for him to come back next season. What do you do? Uh, you, you're obviously seeing a lot of growth and improvement from Chumo Kiki in such a small amount of time. You like what you see there. I think that if that were the case, then depending on where that Bulls pick falls and if that pick does convey, then you start to look at, you know, potentially packaging those draft picks and, and being able to move up in the draft. Yep. You, you, you're exactly thinking what I was thinking, which is if that does happen, that we end up, God forbid, sixth, seventh in the draft, what can you package to maybe move up in the draft? And that's when you got to think about packaging that your Orlando pick, the Chicago Bulls pick, and heck, maybe a guy like, if you, if you really figure out like, hey, Mo Bamba is not that guy. We had 20 games to see it. We're not going to move forward with him. Package him maybe in that deal and say, hey, let's really move up here and get a guy that we really, really want to have in our roster. Um, so again, it's going to be really interesting and we have a lot of opportunities. Um, and this is the new, you know, outcome because of the trades that we just did. So this is what we're telling fans. Don't judge the trades based on what happened at the trade deadline. Don't judge it based on the guys that we have today. Judge it on the next 12 months because a lot can happen between now and next year's trade deadline. And of course, the draft is instrumental to that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I'm if I'm a betting man, if I'm going to throw out a prediction, as much as I would want Cade on this team um, because he is a offensive franchise changer, um, just the uh, looking at history and looking at the past with the Orlando Magic, if there's one position that the Orlando Magic have never had to worry about was the center position. We've always had a strong presence at the center position. And looking at a player like Mobley, that, that he just might it might just happen it might just happen because you take a look at Mobley and and seeing how he could really help uh the rest of the young roster that we have more so than you know uh Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba it, that might be a really really good fit who knows we'll see we'll see all right so we're, we'll obviously keep you guys up to date with um, the draft and kind of what we're seeing and how things are falling. But um, let, let's get into some Chumo Kiki. So Chumo Kiki is making you easily forget, uh, man, what, what's, that, what's that guy's name that, that used to play with us? Uh, Al, help um, me out. Help me out. What's his name? What's his name? I don't recall the name, but I do remember he, him losing three dunk contests. 
Ah, that guy, that guy. Yeah, so Chumakiki, man, this dude is averaging 17.8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 2.3 assists, um, playing 28.5 minutes per game in just the last four games. So this dude is getting the opportunity to play, and he is making it very, very, very easy to forget about Aaron Gordon. Man, and not only that, just how efficient he is doing it. Um, You know, he's shooting 62% from the field, 63% from three-point range. And he's not just shooting just like wide open shots. Like this guy is actually, you know, creating off the dribble a little bit. He's attacking the basket a little more, getting more and more confident as the the games go along. Um, But I got to say, man, Chumau Kiki has impressed me. And we kind of said it earlier, in my opinion, if you were to ask me a month ago, I would have said... Maybe next season we see the Stapachumo Kiki uh, impact on the court. He's doing it. Why, what is this now? Month three into the regular season? Um, he's now a solidified starter at the power forward position, so it's only going to get better from here. Uh, it's, it's been impressive, man. It's been fun to watch. Uh, the Orlando Magic uh, social media team's having some fun with him as well and kind of making it fun um, to go through this process of the team kind of being so young and kind of growing and following his lead, because he is kind of the leader right now, believe it or not. He's so young, only a rookie, but everyone's falling and following his um, his lead at this moment. Yeah, they're, and, and obviously the, the national media, they're not talking about Chumo Kiki. They're not putting him in the rookie leaderboard. Uh, obviously, you know, it's only four games that we really got to see this type of Chumo Kiki. But, man, this dude is balling, man. He's playing so well. This is not the same player that we got when he first started with us. Uh, when he first started playing with us, he was really timid. You can tell that he was nervous out there. He's playing so much more confident, way more aggressive. He's putting the ball on the on the floor. He's taking the ball to the rack. This dude is shooting lights out. Man, I honestly thought that Cole Anthony was going to be our our prize rookie this season. And I'm starting, I've, I mean, he's been injured, so he hasn't been on the court. But I'm giving that award to Chuma right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, and, and Cole, to his credit, he did show us a lot during yeah. his short stint. Um, he wasn't ready to be the starting point guard when he took over the starting point guard position role. Um, I'm excited to see Cole when he comes back next week because if he does come back, he's been studying the game, I'm, I'm pretty sure, watching film, sitting next to Clifford and kind of getting prepped for that comeback. Playing Call of I Duty. I want to see uh, – probably that too. Um, but I want to see what he's learned because remember, like, as an NBA player now, he's going to be ready. He's been practicing with the team a little more, watching, you know, how the team does things. Um, so, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what he looks like um, coming back from injury. But, again, Chuma right now is, is the man of the hour. He gets all the credit right now for sure. He's the rookie that, again, nobody expected us to, to have this type of production from this season. But, again, as a Magic fan, we got to be excited. Think about this, man. You, I've been thinking about this lately. Markel Fultz grew in his one year with us before his injury. J.I. showed potential to be an all-defensive NBA player. Chumo Kiki now is showing signs of being a great shooter, playing defense, and being a guy you can rely on. I mean, that's... You got to give the front office some credit, man, because those are three moves they made that at the time, people might have been like, why? Why are we trading for Fultz with this injury? Why are we trading or drafting J.I. when we had a bunch of forwards? Why draft Chumal Kiki when we have all these forwards? And you kind of, little by little, start seeing this piece is going to fit into place. And, man, they, they look like smart guys right now. That's for sure. Because I don't think nobody expected, again, these guys to turn out to the players they've become. So that's when, again, the future looks so bright for us. Yeah, and, and listen, 
Chumo Kiki, his his rapper name is Big Chum. So I I kind of knew with that with that rap name, you gotta you gotta be able to to ball <laughs> out on the court. You gotta have some level of confidence to to have a rap name as Big Chum. But now I'm I'm excited uh, with what I've seen so far, and I'm curious to see how or when Cole Anthony comes back with the roster that we have now, and obviously with so many different new pieces that have been added. Who would you say right off the bat? Whose team is this right now? Who's leading the fort? I mean, until J.I. comes back, I would say this is Chumal Kiki's team. He's he's taken it away from Cole Anthony at this moment. Man, that's that's uh, that's quick to point. It's only been four games, out. But again, he's been steady in his performance. Even though he hasn't been putting up this kind of numbers, what he's been doing is he's been playing smart, not making mistakes, playing solid defense. He's an ideal Coach Clifford player. So he's earned that respect from our coach. That's why he's starting already. He's playing more minutes. It's not only the numbers. The numbers are great. Don't get me wrong. And we kind of all knew that with more minutes, more shots, more results from him. Um, but I think he's earned the trust from the coaches, the teammates. And for that reason, I think, you know, you got to give that to him right now. But from a leadership standpoint, Cole Anthony has that one all day long. This dude is on the bench, you know, pumping up these guys, cheering for the teammates. And when he is playing, always talking on defense, always, you know, being a leader. So I think in that sense, Cole Anthony gets that right now. Now, of course, next season that may change when we get Markel back and J.I. Yeah, and and you can definitely see that Cole Anthony is really involved on the bench. The same as Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz has been on the sidelines really coaching these guys. Um, so this this group is going to be really, really fun to watch. Now, we obviously had the the opportunity to be able to see Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter, and R.J. Hampton, their debut with the Magic. What have you seen? What are your thoughts on those players, and what, have you, what has impressed you the most with these guys? Man, they've been, they've been solid. Uh, they've been guys that kind of came in, and, and it feels like they've been with the team for a while for some reason. Like, Otto Porter Jr., he's a, he's a, a veteran, right? So he's, a, he's a guy that knows how to play the game. Been in the NBA for many, many seasons. He came in and he just fit right in with the team. Um, I know during the Fox Sports broadcast, they said that he already knows like the whole playbook. He's already known the defensive schemes. So he's a guy that off the bench, it's, it's a great fit for the Magic right now. Now, is he going to stay with the Magic long term? We don't know that. You know, he's going to demand some money in free agency. I don't think the Magic are going to be willing to pay him what he made demand. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Well, and, well um, would any other team want to pay him $28 million a year? Hell no. Hell no. He will never sign that kind of contract again. It's not going to happen, you know. So if it is an affordable contract, hey, maybe he is back with us next season. But I like the fact that he's a shooter. You got to guard him out there. So he creates a threat behind the three-point line. Um, and he's a good defensive player. Uh, Wendell, Wendell Carter Jr., I mean, you can, you can pretty much say he won us that game against the Clippers. For good or good or bad, I know we all wanted to lose because we are in tank watch. We want to lose games, but he's now. I guess he hasn't caught on yet because he was blocking shots. He was tipping in the ball when it mattered most to to go ahead and, and, and protect our lead. Um, he's played really, really well so far. Um, Mo Bamba and him. I know we said it on our last week's episode. Are gonna be fighting, man. They they both want to play. They both want to be a future starter in this team, which I think is gonna happen sooner rather than later. Um, so I like that. I like the fact that Coach Clifford is saying pretty much, hey, I'm going to start you guys with equal minutes. You go fight it out there and show me what you got. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. And RJ Hampton is the other guy that we've been watching, and, and the potential is incredible, man. Like this dude, I, get, I think it was against the Clippers game. He got a steal, and he got man down the court and finished the layup in like two and a half seconds. 
I was like, what the heck was that? Yeah, he's quite. Um, my goodness, the athleticism, the way that he plays defense actually surprised me as well. And when he's shooting the ball, he's not hesitant, man. He's catching the ball and shooting it. Like, he's confident. Um, he did spend some time working out with Mike Miller, so maybe that has something to do with it. But, man, it's been impressive uh, so far. I've been impressed with them. I, I hope that continues. But um, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on how they fit in with the team, and what have you liked so far? Yeah, so Wendell Carter, um, initially, he, he's, a lot, he's a lot smaller than what I was expecting. Um, obviously I, I knew he was six foot 10, but I, to me on the court, he looks a lot smaller, but his arms are super long he has a seven foot five wingspan. Um, so the fact that he has a really nice touch is able to shoot the ball really well, um, was pleasant to see Otto Porter jr. He's a vet. Um, you can kind of see that Cliff is really clinging onto him as as the anchor out there on the court, giving him the opportunity to hit the the attempt to shoot the game winning shot that he had. Um, but RJ Hampton is is going to be the the prize possession. He's the one that I'm most impressed with, just because he's so fast, he's so quick. Um, in his first game uh, with us against um, the who was it the Lakers? Yeah, the, the Lakers. Lakers. That this dude. His first game, he went on and, and hit a career high in points. His very first game with us. Obviously, you're, you're saying, ah, oh, man, it's 10 points is not that much. But, man, he didn't have an opportunity in Denver. He's going to have an opportunity with us. And exactly. he's fun to watch, man. He's so fast. And, and they were already talking about how um, uh, Jeff Woman was saying that he can see Hampton in a lineup, not necessarily starting, but in a lineup with Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony, and having a a three man, uh, a three wing lineup of those three. And when I think about how fast the three of them could play together, especially in the East, it's, ex- it's exciting, man! It's exciting time to it's, be a Magic fan. It is. I mean, in today's NBA, that's what it's all about. You see a lot of teams rolling out that three guard you know, rotation out there where they're going point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Instead, they're doing it point guy, point guard, shooting guard at the small forward position. And if you think about the magic, I mean, Markell is 6'4", RJ Hampton is 6'4", Cole Anthony 6'3"-ish, maybe 6'1", really. Um, but I mean, these dudes, this, the speed they have, if they can shoot the ball well, that's all you need, man. You got that, you got J.I., you got a, a tall center that can run up and down with them. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, and the concern with R.J. Hampton was his shooting, his shooting ability. And this offseason, he did spend some time with Mike Miller, who was helping him with his jump shot. Uh, Mike Miller, even recently, I want to say he told um, Dante that um, that he's going to be a really good shooter in this NBA, and they've worked a lot on different things with his mechanics. And I was impressed with how good his shot looked. His shot looks really fluid. It's, it's, it's a shot that I feel... When he's shooting, I feel comfortable with him taking that shot. And you're not expecting a whole lot from him right off the back, but man, it's it's gonna be exciting, man. RJ Hampton is gonna be a baller. He's gonna he's gonna bring uh, a really good contribution to the team, and he's gonna fit right in with with what we're what we're trying to do. Yeah, actually, listening to the uh, the Orlando Magic official podcast today, uh, and one thing that that came out of that was, which was interesting to me. The Magic uh, media team had three, pre- three pre-drafted uh, press releases in the draft. They had Cole Anthony, they had RJ Hampton, and there was one more that he didn't disclose. But they actually had, they had it ready in case they, they, it was the expectation that it was going to come down to those guys. And the reality was they thought RJ Hampton was going to be that guy. So for the Magic to get him in this Aaron Gordon trade, 
tells you a lot. It means that they liked him enough to pull off this trade. And uh, again, our front office likes this kid a lot. They like him enough to, to again, trade him and acquire him. And it was almost a deal breaker with the Nuggets. It was a part where if he, they didn't send him our way, we were going to go with a different offer. That's how much we like this kid. So, I mean, uh, again, if he performs, if he can shoot the ball well, you can definitely see him playing with uh, Cole Anthony starting next week, hopefully, in the same backcourt. That'll be fun. But thinking about next season, hopefully with Markel Falls as well. That's going to be a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it wasn't until that last week um, leading up to the trade deadline that the Nuggets started putting R.J. Hampton in those trade talks because they, were, they weren't looking to add him previously. It wasn't until that point that the Magic started taking Denver serious um, in trade negotiations. But speaking of Denver, all right, we're going to jump into some introductory press conference comments that was made by Aaron Gordon. Um, so Aaron Gordon was excited, to say the least, to be joining the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he looked extremely happy, smiles. Um, his eyes were a little... Uh, Denver-like, let's just say. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he, he was quoted, um, being able to play meaningful games just allows me to go all out in reference to playing with the Nuggets. There was mixed feelings in regards to those comments. Some of those mixed feelings were, he has a point. Other mixed feelings was, man, you were, you were one of the leading contributors to this team if you weren't playing meaningful games, yeah, a lot of that responsibility falls on you. What's your thoughts on it? I mean, I get it. I do, especially this season, right? Like this season, I understand where he's coming from. But go back to last season and the year before that. This team was in the playoffs. This team was playing meaningful games. They were always chasing that seventh or eighth seed, so you were never really playing meaningless games. You had to win. You had to compete. You had to come out every night and give it your, give it your best. And not for nothing, man, but being honest here, Aaron Gordon wasn't the most reliable guy. So when you make those comments, what are you really saying? Because you were part of our core guys. You were part of that top three guys, Vooch, Fournier, AG. So these comments, that's where we are all taking it kind of negatively. Because if you're saying that on seasons where we were competitive, yeah, this year, throw it out of the window. I, I agree with that today. But bro, you didn't play in the playoffs. You were hurt. That's not your fault. Okay. But there were meaningful games to be played here in Orlando. Were you being competitive then? I, I don't know. It makes us wonder now. So it's, it's, it's interesting to hear that from him for sure. I wish he would have worded it differently. I wish he would have said anything but what he said. And I think what makes it worse is he looked too happy. He looked too happy. Uh, he was talking about how he was running to his phone Anytime he would get a call from from his agent um, and talking about how he didn't care where he went, it wasn't it wasn't a good way to say goodbye. And I think that it left a really sour taste in a lot of the Magic fans' um, mouths because the reaction that we got from Nikola Vucevic was completely different, 100% different. And what makes it tough is that as much as the Magic will consider Nikola Vucevic their own, that you know, the, the last 10 years is, was in a Magic uniform and, and that has weight. Nikola Vucevic wasn't drafted by the Orlando Magic. Evan Fournier was not drafted by the Magic. Aaron Gordon was ours. You were, you were a kid when we drafted you. And I was expecting that, not that he had to talk 
great about the Orlando Magic because if you're going to get traded, you're going to get traded to you got traded to a really good situation in Denver. So it's okay for you to be excited for that. It's okay to say, you know, you're happy that you're still going to be playing in meaningful games so that you're able to still go all out. But my dude, you didn't even go all out for us. Yeah. I mean, when you compare it to Nikola Vucevic, heck, even Evan Fournier, not for nothing, but I did not expect Evan Fournier to react the way that he did, uh, which in reality had a lot of us kind of feeling bad because this guy has been, again, like we said last week, he's been the one guy that we've picked on. Everything that went wrong with our team, his fault or not, ended up being Evan Fournier's fault. That, 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 that's just the way that things went. So to see him choke up a little bit, get emotional on his last press conference with us um, after hitting the game winner against the Suns uh, last week, it was tough to watch. And it really made us all kind of, because we knew it was coming. It made us all feel bad about what was going to happen next. Um, but yeah, man, it's just funny because AG has been here since what, 18 years old. You're now 25. You've made millions of dollars because of the Orlando Magic. We've advertised you as a superstar, even though you're not, one. Every marketing in Amway Center is Aaron Gordon for the most part. Most of the jerseys you see hanging on the team shop are Aaron Gordon. So we've made you feel like a star, again, even though you're not one. And not for nothing, you should at the very least on your way out say, hey, I'm going to miss Orlando. That's the team where I grew up. I became a man. Like the same type of quotes that we keep hearing from other players. But like I said, we have gotten none of that. Unless I missed it, we've gotten nothing. Thanking Orlando in a press conference, feeling kind of sorry about the way things ended, except the little message that he posted on, on Instagram, which again, his agency does that. So it is what it is. But I don't know, man. It le- definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. It is what it is. Yeah, when you when you rank Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon before him getting traded, you would have ranked it Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier. Now, after that, Aaron Gordon is at third spot and Evan Fournier is in the middle. Because right before, you're absolutely right, during that interview that Evan Fournier had, you felt you felt bad, man. Mm-hmm. And he he was a player that a lot of people pointed the finger to. Uh, but you can tell, man, that that dude really loved the city. He loved Orlando. He loved playing here. Um, even when the report had came out that he made it clear that he wanted to be traded, he came out immediately and said, that's a lie. I, I did not say that. You know, so the fact that he didn't have to say that, he could have just let it ride. Um, it, it shows that he really did have love for, for the uniform that he was wearing. Meanwhile, you have a player like Aaron Gordon that was dying to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it came out that he told Michael Porter Jr. on Tuesday's game against the Denver Nuggets that, hey, I can't wait to be a part of your team and I can't wait to join you guys. Come on, bro. Like, it, again, again, you just don't do things like that. If Just from a professional standpoint, again, this city has backed you. The team has made you a millionaire. Again, we've promoted you as an all-star all these years. Yeah. And all you got to show for it is an 0-3 record in the dunk contest. Yeah, and so you're you're on a team that on the East where you've struggled a lot. I get that injuries played a big part in that. You you get eliminated in the first round, only get one game win against the Raptors and then Milwaukee. I get that that's tough. The Nuggets are a a nice looking team that plays really really well, have a really good foundation, great players, great coach. 
I get the reason why you're excited. You go from Nikola Vucevic to Nikola Jokic. I get the reason why you're excited. I get it. I just wish it wasn't with a backhand to to the fan base and into the city. And that's the way that it felt like. I honestly would not be surprised if when he does return to Amway, that is not the friendliest welcome from the I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't be surprised. No. I wouldn't either. I think, it, surprisingly enough, Vooch, for sure, is going to get a loud ovation. And again, ho- that will be next season, hopefully with fans in the stands, because he deserves that. But I think if you compare AG's and Fournier's reaction after what just took place, Fournier might be him in that warm reception uh, category. Crazy to think that. Extremely, extremely. Now let's talk about Nikola Vucevic. So during his introductory mm. press conference, uh, Josh Robbins... Asked him, you know, what he will miss most about Orlando. And the reaction that we got from Nikola, from Vooch, was not the reaction that I was expecting. We know that Vooch loved the city of Orlando. We know that he loved playing for the Orlando Magic. And we know that he loved his teammates and everything about the Magic. Um, But I didn't expect him to be as emotional as he was. To the point that he had a pause for a long period of time just to hold back from from crying or, or breaking down or showing emotion. And I think that just based on that moment, it elevated his status with the Magic and his time with the Magic. It highlighted all the great things that, that he's done for us because when you talk about who is the most loyal player to ever play for the Orlando Magic, how can you not say is Vooch? How can you not? Yeah. How can you not say it? That response alone, it it amplified across the NBA that there's something about Orlando. There's something about the Magic for for a dude like Vooch to feel the way that he felt, to show his emotions the way that he showed it. Not being able to talk in a press conference shows that Orlando is special, and I think that that was probably one of the best going away gifts that Vooch could have possibly given us. Yeah, man, without a doubt. I mean, it was it was hard to watch. Again, as a fan, uh, it, it makes you emotional because we all knew how much he liked Orlando, how much he appreciated this franchise. And he's the one guy that did not want to leave. Like, he's the one guy that we all thought as a, as a fan base would not going anywhere. So I'm pretty sure the same way that we took the news, he took the news. It hit him. And even if he knew he was going to get traded, he probably developed over the last month three weeks, two weeks, that he may have started hearing some rumors about my name being thrown out there. That's rough, man. That's rough because all of a sudden, again, your life changes. You got to uproot your family and move them. And all of a sudden, again, it's a different team. It's so many emotions going on. But the most important thing is his loyalty showed to the very, very end. Even when he switched teams, he's still at a point where it's hard for him to realize I'm not in Orlando anymore. Um, So again, a lot of respect for Vooch, man. We as a fan base, as the years went on, learned to appreciate him more and more. That was the perfect way for him to kind of show appreciation to all of us as, as a fan base. Um, and again, we're all wishing him the best of luck in Chicago, um, in his career for that matter. But Orlando will always be home for him. That's for sure. Yeah, Vooch has definitely made me a a, a fan. I'm, I'm still going to root for him. I really hope that they lose more games than they win just the rest of this season. That would be really nice. Um, but Aaron Gordon, whatever, we got Chuma. That's the way that I see it. 
I've that's what I'm. I'm yeah. not that one. After after I heard that, it didn't hurt. Like yeah, honestly, it it didn't hurt. Vooch leaving still hurt. Evan Fournier, it hurt a little bit more than what I was expecting. If that makes sense. And speaking yeah. of Evan Fournier, um, he had a really bad debut with the Boston Celtics. Like really bad. It, there were statistics that he was only the fourth player. Uh, to ever play as long as he played and not do anything productive. And it kind of, in a brief moment, made the Orlando Magic winners of that trade. So if you didn't see or didn't hear, Evan Fournier played 33 minutes, 0 points, 0 10 field goal, 0 out of 5 three-point. I feel bad because it's it's a, I think it's more mental than it is anything else. You're being thrown in a completely different environment, different arena that's not your home, different uniform, different coach, different players. Um, and, and a lot can go on to where it can really adjust your focus and, and not really show well. Obviously, man, it's, it's, it's one game. You know, you, you really can't put too much on it, but uh, not a good first impression. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And, and not only that, but he followed it up by playing on, on yesterday. He had a game with the Celtics. 31 minutes, six points, three for six, three rebounds, one assist. Um, I think out of the three guys that got traded, Fournier is the one going to have to adjust the most. He's now a six man. He's no longer starting, which that automatically is, is a shift and in, in, in something you have to adjust to. Mm-hmm. He played that many minutes, but I don't think that will continue as the season goes on. Again, they cannot keep playing five guards, so I don't know how they're going to make that work. But um, again, fans need to understand, we traded a month and a half worth of Evan Fournier for two second-round picks and a $17 million trade exception. We did not trade him. He doesn't have five years left on his contract, four, three. We did not trade the player. We traded that month and a half of Evan Fournier. So when people look back, and I, I keep seeing that to this day. We got nothing from the Celtics. We got ripped off from that trade. I don't know where you're seeing that, but the reality is the Magic made a great move, at the very least, to create salary flexibility and to get a little bit of assets from it, the, the trade exception and the picks. Um, but I feel bad for him. I know he'll do better. That's for sure. I know Evan will bounce back. Uh, but definitely a rough start. In Boston, I, I used to live near Boston before. That was the arena I went to, to games. Those fans there, man, they don't forgive you. They're rough, rough fans in Boston, just like anywhere else in the Northeast. So if Evan doesn't bounce back quickly, man, he's going to start hearing it pretty, pretty soon from those fans. Yeah, he'll be all right. Evan Fournier averages 18.5 points per game, 3.4 assists, 37.4 from the three-point percentage. I, Dude can play. He's a baller. His issue has always been with us that he was doing more than than his what his role should be. Um, For and sure, he's in a position where he's able to be in a role. Um, so for any Boston Celtics fans that are that are hard on on Evan Fournier, y'all need to relax. Sit back, eat a crepus. It's gonna be <laughs> all right. It's gonna be. It's gonna be all right. Now. Um, Going into it, we we finally got Terrence Ross um, coming back after missing nine games due to uh, right knee soreness. I can only imagine how weird his his first game back was. I can only imagine how you know what must be going through his mind, MCW mind, James Ennis's mind, to where more importantly, Terrence Ross because he was our main you know contributor. But it was nice to see him back. Let's just say that. 
For sure. I know he showed up with, with no afro. He, he got a haircut in his last game, so he looked a little bit different out there. I'm like, is that a new guy or is that Terrence Ross? Um, I like but the Yeah, man. It, yeah, me too. It's got to it's gotta be weird for him, man. It's his first game back without the guys that he went to battle with, you know, for the last four years, five years. Um, it's got to be rough, but it's also a, a new game plan altogether. He didn't play that many minutes. He didn't take that many shots. So I think he knows his role is different than what it used to be. He doesn't have to be that guy just shooting threes left and right because we need to start winning games. It's more of, hey, I got to be a little more passive, pass the ball a little more, get these young guys more involved. So he's, uh, he's the captain now, he says. So I don't know. It'll take some getting used to, though, for sure. Yeah, so it's good to have him back. Cole Anthony is expected to return after the road trip, which should be next week. So that should be fun um, to be able to see how he integrates with, with the new additions. And then the NBA also announced that the NBA draft will be on July 29th and the NBA draft lottery on June 22nd. And I, I know, Al, you and I have been talking. We're, we're seeing if we can maybe host something, host a, a lottery and, and draft party somewhere in downtown. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, I know I got some some connections there that I'm working right now. And I know for sure at least one location that, that can make it happen for us. So we'll see. We'll let the listeners know or followers know about it. And if they want to show up and and celebrate or cry with us that night of the lottery <laughs> they're more than welcome to um but yeah that should be fun but it's fun you know why too because all of a sudden the next like three four months we got something to do so back the season ends in may june you got now the draft lottery july you got the draft august you're gonna have free agency and summer league and believe it or not september to early october it's training camp so this NBA season will be pretty much an all year round for us. Yeah, there's really no like off season is still the on season when it comes to NBA basketball. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So this week ahead. So tonight we do have the Pelicans. Bad news for the Tankers. Zion, Lonzo and also Brandon Ingram are expected to be out. So it'll be interesting to see um, the how we respond after, you know, beating the Clippers and now going into a, a starless um, New Orleans Pelicans team. And then Saturday, we got Indiana, Sunday, Denver, and then Wednesday, Washington. Um, so those games should be fun to watch. I'm I'm excited to see the Magic versus the Denver Nuggets. That, that one I have circled. That's going to be fun. Sunday, uh, what's it, Sunday night? Yeah. Aaron Gordon's first game against us in Denver. Uh, that'll be fun for sure. Yeah. All right. Now let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, continue to let the young centers play. Uh, I, I like him, Birch. I've always said that. Guy plays hard. I need him to become a backup power forward at this point. He cannot be taking minutes away from Mo Bamba and, and Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I want to see those guys play at least 25 minutes or whatever it is each. Um, but they cannot be in the teens. Lately, we've seen Mo play 17. Wendell Carter play 16, 18. Like we, we got to bump that up a little more. They've earned it. Um, if you look at the stats, the last two games for each of them, pretty competitive. Mo Bamba's averaging, I think, 11 points, seven to eight rebounds in 17 minutes, man. So I, I want to see actually what Mo looks like playing 30, 28 minutes a night. Um, and same thing with Wendell Carter. I think they, they can play together too. Don't forget that. Uh, Wendell Carter a few years, or last season said, he's a power forward and he likes to play power forward. So I would like to see Coach Clifford play with that a little bit too. Again, What's the worst that could happen if you try that at this season? Just give it a shot. And then uh, keep feeding Chuma, man. He's playing really, really good basketball. I want to see more of that good basketball because he is an absolute fun player to watch. 
Um, so let's see if his 17.8 points per game that he's had in the last four games um, keeps up and improves. And if that's the case, and if he is still balling, then damn it, this man deserves some national recognition. And let's start putting him in in the names of the, the rookie leaderboards. Because this man is still a rookie, man. He didn't play last season. Give the man his respect. It's crazy. But you know what? I, I also need the ball to go more to, to him a little more. So that, that's on Clifford to call some place more for him. He's shooting like eight shots a game, 10 shots a game, and dropping 17 points. Like, I would love to see a game where he takes about 15 shots. Just be a little more aggressive because, again, the team needs it too. Right now, we don't have a healthy team per se. We don't have all the weapons that we had before offensively. You know, feed him a little more. Yeah. And on that note, that's right, man. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Ozone Pod. And remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.